she feels about the cave bear book because <laughs> Jeez, it's valid wasn't you oh man listen okay y'all this is the third time i've recorded this episode this is the second time with victoria like this is i can't this day started out so well i was gonna embroider i was gonna i was gonna live my life and instead, <laughs> okay. This is, hey, we're just. This is the Honey Phillips episode. It's, gonna, it's the best episode ever. Honey Phillips, this one's for you. I'm I'm persevering for you because I owed you an episode because I like your book so much, and you got. Three episodes, two of which will never be listened to because they are lost forever. Honey Phillips, she but- has been gushing about you for what it what would it equal to? Like over four hours? Yeah, it's previously, about four hours and now yeah, it's gonna yeah, be yeah. even longer. So <clears throat> that's how much she loves your work. I just I've been hurt so profoundly. <laughs> had technical issues i've never had i've never had technical issues like we have experienced today i think honestly somebody really has it out for you because they didn't just make it so you couldn't record they made you go through and record two full episodes before letting you know hey you have nothing none of that it wasn't like anything you can use we need to. St- oh, it turns out we had to stop halfway through. No, no, no we recorded no. the full episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't. I can't. Like mentally, I feel like I'm about to snap in half because, like, I I can't. I don't know how I'm supposed to go on, but I will because, like I said in the previous episode that we recorded, that will never see the light of day. Um, I we are closing in on a year. We are closing in on a year of once a week, without fail, on time, episodes going out. One time we had an issue with, like, the file, but it still was listenable. You could listen to it. It was just missing, like, five seconds, so it just sounded like Fred randomly screamed Paolo. Every other time, these episodes have gone up without a hitch. Have I lost an episode before? Yes. Was it a big deal? Because I could immediately then re-record and, like, I had buffer episodes. No, it was totally (coughs) fine. I have no buffer episodes because everyone was like, Abigail, you need to take a break. You're burning yourself out. You're working too hard. Oh, me, no. me, 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 me. So I have not had the backlog that I normally have. I usually have like two to three episodes ahead of time done. This is going out next week. I thought I was safe. I thought I could live on the edge like the rest of you bums and like not have to worry. <laughs> and you know what? This is why I do it. Because when shit hits the fan, everything goes wrong. 
we got this. I'm done. And we're gonna have a great it's... episode. And I feel <laughs> that everyone will really enjoy listening to your suffering because that's how people are. <clears throat> yeah. I just <laughs> if Jeff Probst I was just thinking about Jeff Probst. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jeff Probst <laughs> is did this. hosting this episode right now. He is metaphorically making me drink seawater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I as just for just for shits and giggles. Uh, his his little dimples are showing off because he's enjoying this so much. Yeah, and I I love. These books, and I'm gonna talk about them, but I just need everyone to know how miserable it's been for me, um, and for you now, because now you're dragged into this. You got an hour's notice. You jumped in. We're like, yeah, I'll record an episode with you. Hell yeah! Because I realized the episode I recorded about Honey Phillips's books with Fred was corrupted as shit and could not work. Um, I was like, okay. Who can I call? Oh, yeah, I'll call my my alien expert. My, my good buddy, Victoria, who writes the Clicanian series. Hell, yeah. She doesn't need to be writing right now. She can record an episode of my podcast. And, and instead, we've been trapped in this endless loop of misery. We're back, though. and um, We're back. Yeah. And just We're so you know, I mean, Jeff Prost, he plays a big role in uh, our conversation. The episode you'll never hear. Yeah. <laughs> In that episode that you'll never hear, but um, Stone Cold Fox Jeff Probst. He's basically so did Danny Bonaducci. So did I Danny want y'all Bo- to yeah. know Danny Bonaducci did. Also, you'll never hear that. You'll <laughs> never hear that. Ep. Um, I mean, I've got my half. <laughs> oh yeah, you can hear her talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um. Honey Phillips has got some good ass books out there. Sure does. They're short. They're sweet. They're cool as hell. Uh, the original conceit of this episode was to feature the Exposed to the Elements series, which was a rapid release limited series of five books that absolutely 100% had to be inspired by Naked and Afraid, which is where Jeff Probst comes in because of Survivor. Yeah. That's a, that is done. We can't, that is, we can't have that conversation again. I mean, That's we could have lost. it a little bit, right? Like, cause if you like Naked and Afraid, if you like two yes. people just being naked and surviving in the wilderness and sometimes being afraid and you have always in the back of your mind thought, but I also want them to bone, that series is for you. And also, if you want one of them to be an alien. And if yeah. you want one, I mean, obviously, that's what yeah, we want. That's, that's a given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, those books are fantastic. Um, I I went through the plot of each of each one um, in the episode that should not be named. Um, and <laughs> does it sound like I'm broken? Because I'm a little bit broken. <laughs> but I just want to go through because I feel like I, I need to. The na- the titles of these books again for everyone's edification yep. are the naked alien, Solid. the bare essentials, a nude attitude, <laughs> the buff beast, and the strip down. Yeah, and they are fantastic. The premise is these two mad scientists that are just goop in a jar are trying <laughs> to see if human women can bond with any alien race under duress. And in in every circumstance. And it turns out, yes, because our favorite trope is human women are the most fuckable women in the galaxy. Nobody can resist a nice naked human. 
No. No. No, they can't. So defenseless. Mm-hmm. So loud. Loud, uh, yeah. Always loud. Can't walk through a forest Super needy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Needs to be taken care of constantly. Yeah. Love them. Hmm. Um, and one of those books is like a jungle man. The next one has uh, a snake man who's also a priest. And then the third one has a, uh, a merman who's not a merman, who's just more like a fish man, but he doesn't have a tail. And he's an ex-convict. I guess he's not an ex-convict because he's still a convict. He just got sprung out of jail by some goop in a jar. <laughs> and then the fourth, do they sound unhinged because they like... I'm just blasted through. The fourth one is, is that was the buff beast and he's got wings and he's like a bird man and he rescues his, uh, his naked companion, uh, from freezing to death. And there's like a tiny dragon. And then the fourth one is the goop in the jar becomes a man, man, goop in a man. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets his happily ever after. He he done body snatched a body. He was just a face of bow brain in a jar and he he got he got himself put into a a body that had the everything that you need to have in order to to bone one of these beautiful crack humans yeah exactly exactly and uh they all arrive naked and don't know anybody on this like abandoned (laughs) planet that has no one around Mm -hmm. um and the last one we didn't even talk about how the last one had an element of amnesia because he didn't remember that he was the goop in the jar oh the goop in the man what did he think Um, he was uh just man's uh, he. I told you he was purple himbo. He's purple. He comes. Well, okay. Like, so that's what I was thinking when you said that. You said that he gets put into a big old purple himbo body, right? Yeah. And I was like, but he's so smart. But he, but he was he's science. So he was brainy. like mad scientist how goop in a jar. Yeah. Did he then become a himbo? Because I'm down for it. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. I love yeah. me a himbo. So how yeah. did that occur? But that answers yeah. that amnesia. Yeah. He didn't remember. And then he, like, gets his memories back slowly over time. But, yeah, he, like, he, he's straight up himbo. Cool. Uh, and he also is, like, like remembers that he's supposed to remember something. And then he decides he doesn't want to remember because he's like, mm, she might leave me. So I'm just going to choose to not go down that road. Oh, we all love a himbo making sacrifices for love. Yeah, and also keeping <laughs> secrets because that's what they do. Oh, you know what? Um, what I think you should do, though, that we did in the last episode, but why? has been lost. And I think that you should do it again. And that's to sing your theme song for the series so that Honey Phillips can use it. The little, there was so much joy and hope in my heart you when I did that. And I don't think I have that anymore. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about uh, uh, other books. And then maybe that joy will return. Maybe I'll just cut that out of the original episode. Yeah, well, it is you. You should you should insert that right here because you have your side of that conversation. I do. I can I can sing that. Yeah. Um. Like there, the the implication is that they are a society so old it defies comprehension, um, and their technology is so good, but even then they couldn't save themselves, and it is only the bonds of love with a beautiful human woman that can save them. So, so okay. Those books are short. Like I said, they were rapid release. They were like every other month slash every month. Um, it, absolute insanity. Honey Phillips has been, as we discovered when we stalked her on the episode and then <laughs> lost it, uh, that she's been publishing sci-fi romance since 2018. Dozens of books. Like, so many books. I don't know how. She must, she must, like, I can go stalk her a little bit more right now, but she must have been 
like a writer for a very long time and been putting out mm-hmm. books for a long time to be able to do that because the stuff that I it's have a muscle read for sure from her like it's not it's good it's not like something that seems like it was put together very quickly so she must be super experienced yeah I it's definitely like that kind of because they're 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 shorter a lot of them are like 100 to 200 pages mm-hmm. um they're I, I wouldn't technically, like, if it's below 100 pages, I guess that's a novella. But the rest of them are kind of in the mid-range. Mm-hmm. And um, they, like, to be able to do that and crank that kind of work out at that speed that consistently, that's a muscle for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. She fully has to have been publishing something else at some point. Um, but... Uh, I don't care about anything else. I just care about alien romance. I didn't. We didn't even talk about this. Hey, this is fresh material. I was in the. Uh, I, I was in the shop yesterday, and uh, the bookshop. In case you're wondering if you've never listened to the podcast before, which <laughs> what an episode to come in on. <laughs> Welcome, the um, shop. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I was, it's just in the shop. Uh, but um, this guy got. Uh, it was just. <laughs> Who's this cute guy? He gets uh, he, he's looking for the three body problem, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's my brother's favorite book, or one of them. That's that's dope. And he he was ringing him up, and he was like making a lot of intense eye contact. Oh, I was nice. like, all right. Yeah. And then he he was like, well, have you read it before? And I was like, mm, it's a little bit too hard sci-fi for me. I only like sci-fi if there's kissing in it. And I just hear from like across the store, Allie go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? You're being authentic. Your most authentic self. I'm being genuine. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm putting like good content out into the world. And what was his and What was his response life. to that? Did he go okay? Kind of a startled. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of shrugged and was like, "Do you want a receipt?" <laughs> wow, you're the worst flirter ever. <laughs> That's hey categorically true yeah. <laughs> yes yes that is me i am a terrible flirt uh i i also had a guy try to flirt with me the other day uh or i guess i don't know if he was trying to flirt with me he was again a lot of intense eye contact yeah you know when you make eye contact with a dog from across the street and like you know that that dog is like i would like to smell you so bad right now <laughs> And you're like, God, I would love to pat you right now. Like, you know that, you know that, like, sort of eye contact? Yeah. So I was at, I went to a... I honestly think that that is the type of eye contact almost all aliens use in all of sci-fi romance. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Just like, God, I want to smell I you. Pet you. <laughs> oh my God, uh, yes. Um, so I, I, um... I was at. I went and got some Thai food after going to the Van Gogh immersive art exhibit in in San Francisco, um, which is where I live. Um, but <clears throat> I, I went to this place that's by my old old house, and I've been there dozens and dozens of times. Some of the best Thai food ever. The worst service imaginable. <laughs> These people do not want you to eat there. Like it's worth it because the food is fantastic, but like. It's notorious. My friends and I, we almost exclusively get takeout because, like, they just, they hate you. They hate that you came in and made them work. <laughs> Which is like, whatever, do you. That's fine. I don't need yeah. you here. Um, uh, but so, but I, I was, a friend was visiting and, and um, uh, we, so we went and it was just, it was clearly like, just like a, like a, a fun little outing for us and for the first time ever I got good service at this restaurant and I got good service because this 
waiter was making so much eye contact. contact. Yes. Yeah. Like he would he would like lean over to like fill up my water and like look at me unblinking and be like, is everything okay? Do you need anything? Do you want some chili sauce? And I'm like, I don't I don't know how to I don't uh, and then as we were leaving, he like rushed to open up the door for me. It was like, have a good day. And I was like, I don't know how to handle this social situation. Do you think he read somewhere like how to flirt with women? Eye contact. And he just like over applied that information. I guess it's I guess it's better than like nagging me. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. I so feel like I'll that is definitely a plot I could use. Like, one of my Clacanian men could be like, okay, how are you supposed to flirt with humans? And then somebody gives them advice and they go, okay, eye contact. And then they just go overboard. Poor (laughs) Rago. Rago 100% would do that. He would just unblinkingly stare directly. upset because he's also terrifying to look at oh for so, like sure. the idea of him just choosing not to blink anymore <laughs> <laughs> so i think that that was a meet yeah. cute and then you just dropped the ball there what you know i mean that that tracks yeah, yeah every time <laughs> this is why yeah. contemporary romance doesn't stand out in my mind because those exact situations for real women just, the women just go oh well this God. is weird you want what a receipt <laughs> yeah and that's where that ends. <laughs> Do you need a bag? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. But okay. speaking of human women, let's talk about- <laughs> Yeah, let's get back on track. Okay, so these expose the elements. These these are fantastic books. Um they are super fast, they are super sweet, they are listen. They're not going to challenge you in any way, and they do have quite a big element of sort of insta-love. Or at least insta-lust, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever. They're like 110 pages apiece. I'm not here for prose complexity. I'm not here for... I just... Listen, as I said previously... I recently hurt myself tremendously bad by reading all of Nalini Singh's Changeling books in 30 days. And then prior, the clan of the... Yes, immediately prior to that clan of the cave bear, because I hate myself. Um, And so I needed, like... (laughs) I, like, sacrificed time. I had had to stop reading some Changeling books. Like, I had to take breaks because I was like, this is, I'm going to die. Like, these are the angstiest, the most high-minded, complex, ridiculously good, but intense books I've read in a long time. And I shotgun them all. So I was like, I need to, like, fucking relax for a grip. So I'd, like, sacrifice a night of reading time for Side Changeling. And I would read one of these books as they were coming out because they were coming out so fast. And... Uh, they they were like a shot of serotonin straight to the gourd. They're fantastic. They're they're just so so fun. Um, but that's not all she does. So no, yeah. we can't rehash the entirety of our lost episode by going over each plot of those books. I as much as I would, I can't even pretend I say I want to do that. Like I I don't want to do that again. I've done it twice. Yeah, but they're good. Read them. Yeah, they're naked and afraid. Naked and afraid and in love. But aliens and they're they're good they're just so fun one of them's a priest i don't know it's great yeah um 
But <laughs> I mentioned at the end of that episode, my favorite series that she has ever done is the uh, Alien Invasion series. And that is a more complex um, the series. The books are much longer. They're like 300-something to 400 pages long. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are really good. They are like... Um, I think they're, I would say they're much more ambitious. Like, she's really good at taking a really interesting plot element and, like, and and stringing it through, uh, like, a quick release series. Yeah, agree. These are definitely, like, we sat in this world and dealt with the repercussions of each previous book in the following books. Mm-hmm. Um, much more than we do in her rapid release series. Mm-hmm. Um which includes, I think she's got uh, her Alien Abduction series, or 13 books. The 12th just came out this past Thursday is Lily and the Lion, which I read. Yeah. Also takes place in the jungle. Yeah. Some of it, most of it. He's a lion man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then we got um, the next one coming out uh, September 23rd. Um, and that one is... Um... Oh, my God. Molly, that something in the Minotaur. Oh yes, yes. Uh, uh, it's um, yes, yes. Mary in the miniature. Mary in the miniature. Um, yeah. and uh, those are also like they're standalones that kind of exist all in the same universe, and the characters kind of know each other, but they're not like the plots don't really hinge on what happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not, um, the in the Alien Invasion series, it absolutely does. So. Those books take place in a world where we have made contact with an alien race of big, behorned silver bastards. Yeah. And they are, it's very like Mars Needs Women plot. Um, They like, uh, they don't have women's and there's, they're like, ah, shit, we're all going to like, none of us are ever going to have kids and that makes us sad. So we're going to find somebody we can have kids with. Mm-hmm. That's all very sweet and good. And also we're going to take over your whole planet. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know. This fun stuff. Um, and um, they, they at, the, at the start of the books, we open up with, they've already made contact. We've set up like a like an interplanetary sort of like liaison office. Um, we don't really know what they want yet, but they're willing to share their technology as long as like there's no acts of aggression against them. Because um, they are a very martial race. They're extremely advanced, but they're very like militarized. Um, and they promise to protect the earth from any outside threats in the wider universe um and the earth is kind of like okay like we were scared for a little while but you appear to be harmless and we accept your technology and you have like clean energy and all this cool stuff you're gonna make our planet better awesome um and then somebody blows up the liaison office yeah um i mean that's bad yeah like that i mean that i'm not at all surprised like that seems realistic to me that some asshole would be like well i don't like it yeah, and it's also, like, you you have the competing factors of, like, you don't know who did it because it's they know that it was alien technology that did it. But, like, yeah, of course it would make sense that humans would be the ones to be, like, get the fuck off our planet. Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, but also, like, the, the aliens themselves are, like I said, they're heavily militarized, but they've taken a very peaceful approach to kind of, you know, low-key colonizing this planet, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Because they want to make friends because they want a bone. Right. So they're, they kind of have decided, okay, we're not going to go in guns blazing. We're going to make friends with these people. We're going to get them to like us. We're going to give them stuff. And then they're going to agree 
to make babies. Um, hopefully, that's their goal because they don't actually know if they're compatible yet. They think they are, but they haven't tested it. Um, right. And then somebody blows up the office. They don't know who did it. The one person who survives, who was not in to work that day, who worked at that office, was um, a woman who just the night before had spent the evening with one of her alien colleagues. Yeah. And he, yeah, (laughs) he gave her some alien wine and then she doesn't remember what happened. Never. She wakes up the next, nope, bad sign. Every woman knows that's a bad fucking sign. bad sign, yep. And she wakes up to the flash of green light, if I'm remembering correctly, um, and that is the the whole place just being vaporized. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Glad I didn't go into work, but also but what also, the fuck happened last night? Right. Um, and she knows that the person she spent the evening with also died in that explosion. Um, so she will never find out what happened, she thinks. And she also realizes she's the only one who survived. And immediately... The aliens are like, okay, that's how you want to play? Then yeah. that's how we're going to play. And yeah. so they take over the planet. Yep. And she knows that, well, that's no fucking good. She's got to get out of Dodge because they're going to think that she had something I mean, to do with it. Yeah, who panics. was the only one yeah. who didn't show up to work, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when they when they finally track her down, when the commander of like the fleet tracks her down, they discover that not only was the person she spent the evening with his nephew, but that... She is also pregnant. Mm. Um, and she doesn't remember sleeping with him. I want to say that this is not... It's it's bad. It's definitely hinky and not like there was de- dubious consent at best. But you come to understand that, like, he thought he had consent. He did not realize she was as affected by what he gave her as she was. He was mm. kind of manipulated into it, into giving it to her. Um, Still. Thinking that it would be fine. Yikes. Oh, though. it's not good. Yeah. And they treat it like like the crime that it is. Yeah. But, like, you come to understand that, like, there was no... He didn't intend to do what he did. He thought he was doing something okay. Yeah. And that's not good, but, like, it is what it is. Um, And so she becomes the first woman to prove that they can reproduce Mm. um and that's a huge deal what's also a huge deal is the fact that the commander of the entire fleet is immediately (laughs) like "Mm, i love you that one i want that one (laughs) that one's mine i'm so sorry my nephew did that to you i wish i could rip his head off i can't he was vaporized yeah but i can love you forever (laughs) so is there uh faded mates yeah to an extent yeah yeah they they have like um a a faded mate sort of it's a little bit more low-key uh it's more like i don't know in in side changeling world you get like a psychic connection that kind of like snaps into place in in your canadian series Mm -hmm. like there are outward signs Mm -hmm. that somebody is like a faded mate their eyes change color Mm -hmm. and they get the like tattoos on their hands Mm -hmm. and stuff right in this there's nothing kind of that outward that i recall i believe it's just kind of like a feeling yeah. that they that they know, and then um, uh, it uh, like develops over time. But like you, you it is like a faded mate situation. You're yeah. supposed to find your one. Got it. Um, and over the course of the series, it's it's interesting that this it's not just like okay, well now we know that like they can reproduce. Okay, I guess, and we also figured out the plot and like what happened, and we know that like. There was no reason to invade Earth, right? Um, but they already have. So that 
like what do you what happens next in 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 the subsequent books like it's the ramification of okay they control earth now and they also now know that they can reproduce with them so what do we do how do they convince women to reproduce with them who's going to be the first wave right who's going to volunteer and they do uh they still have full control over the planet so like if you break the law, they basically immediately, like, no holds barred, like, no second chance, you get put away. Um, yeah. No tolerance policy for being well, out was, after curfew, for instance. Right, and I was thinking about that because um, that's one of the ways that they um, have women sign up, right? It's like, you've broken mm-hmm, the law, mm-hmm. you can choose this or you can go to jail, whatever. Wouldn't that open up some, you know, sneaky, like, I'm gonna, you know frame these women for doing these crimes so that they don't really have another choice but to you know what I mean well I mean it's it, it's yeah I mean the crimes range from stealing or yeah. you know getting into an altercation to just being out after curfew right so one of the books uh my favorite one the the one she the main the, the heroine is 19 yeah and she's out after curfew because her brother needs his like asthma medication and mm. she has to run to the pharmacy and they don't have a system for like hearing appeals really um oh, and since she's not his legal guardian she's his big sister but she, they still technically live with her parents or her mom and her stepdad um they don't believe her they don't believe her excuse because they're like oh well your parents would have done that your your parents would have taken care of your brother uh, so it's not an excuse even mm-hmm. though it absolutely is true and her parents suck right, um right right so she gets put away for that so like they don't need to frame people because they'll put people away for anything <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know yeah i mean i would love um, i don't know if there is one but i would love uh i know she kind of is upset about it but i'd love a a story where the woman who is put away is like this is bullshit because you the system is rigged against us and you know kind of goes well off they kind and... of do like that kind of is she, she it's definitely unfair right? yeah and yeah. um the problem is they are also like at the same time that they're doing that they're also having to deal with the fact that they have thousands and thousands and thousands of alien men who now realize that they have a chance oh, at a future. Right. right, right. And so they have to try and keep them in control and not mm-hmm. let them just wreak havoc um, at the same time that they... So they're trying to, like, both integrate a system that is fair to women and allows women to feel comfortable volunteering to do this, mm-hmm. but also... It has to be a drip because if they do it in a way that feels unfair to the men, yep. then like it's going to be chaos, um, and all and like that would be terrible for the for for Earth because then like what's going to happen, right? right. Um, anarchy. Uh, so they're like, so they start with like convicts, or at least what they believe are convicts, so that it feels like it's like a trial run, right? Um, and and that way also like the men know that they have to wait a certain period before they are allowed to even think about taking the mate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like all these enforced rules to kind of make it so like nothing goes crazy. And of course, nothing works <laughs> according to plan. And what I what I really liked about the series was that um, one of the plot points is that it's not just that, okay, now we know that we can reproduce and everything's fine. You find out actually that it's not that easy. Over the course of the books, like, they struggle to, like, 
to to have people successfully reproduce and they're like we don't understand what's going on it was so you got pregnant like like the first lady right. got pregnant immediately what right. happened well why is it so difficult and they realize it's because they can't just pair anybody. You have to be with the person you were fated to. Well, I mean, is that very true, though? Because she was with that other guy. It, I think, like, the... Bloodline the, family or something? Yeah, it's yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. there's, like, some sort of loophole there. But, Close But enough. basically, like, it's, it's, it's much harder to get pregnant if you are not with the person you're supposed to be with. Got it. Um, yeah. So so they can't even just be like, okay, if you want to be free of your your prison sentence, then you need to just go be with anybody. They realize that they have to find the actual person they're supposed to be with. And that makes everything so much harder. Oh, for sure. Especially um, if there's not like, um, if it's a fated mate situation, but it's not like a very um, clear one. Like there's no marks, mm-hmm. there's no anything that happens. You just kind of have yeah. to test the waters everywhere if i'm remembering correctly i think it's like a smell thing too which is yeah. like of course of course it is yeah but it's like a they immediately are like they recognize in their like primitive monkey brain that like their dog brain i want to smell you yeah. <laughs> yes make eye contact with me exactly yeah um i the the books are like really interesting um honey phillips gets wild with it sometimes with yeah. her like yeah, we talked about this. Listen. Oh, that's I'm right. Gonna... <laughs> she, uh, Abigail, has a pet peeve. Apparently, that's more common than I knew. And she was telling me about it. And now it's... I'm just thinking of all the ways in which I could torture her with this information. I hate you. I hate... Please, I would love for you to describe your pet peeve one more time for everybody. <laughs> okay, my pet peeve is people using... <laughs> Things for lube that aren't lube. And it's not even like, okay, if you're in a situation where, like, nothing else is available uh-huh. and, like, you're just, you'd so desperately need to do it in the butt or whatever. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. I don't agree, but okay. My ish yeah. comes from when you're in a grocery store that is fully stocked and probably has at least one brand of lube available next to the condoms that are also next to the the pregnancy tests and instead you get the vegetable oil i yeah. just and my problem is that if you're going to go that route for i don't know if she's trying to be all natural or something why vegetable oil and not like coconut oil you know, why are we going or with aloe, a, or a, you or know, like some else, but like some. a like a canola oil? Is that what we're trying to go for? That's the best one to choose. I mean, I we all know that the actual <laughs> best one is is um is is Pam the the non spray because you can spray it in all of the places you need it to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no worries. Uh, it's, they got the ones with like the, the like vertical nozzles now. So you yeah. can just get a real precise angle. Yeah. You'll never uh, need another lube again. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this that was being, a thing. I have been, yeah. I have learned so much today. I think it's also, it's a, I, I'm used to it too from fan fiction because uh, fan fiction is okay. a lot of times written by teenagers. Yeah. And they're just like, anything can be used as lube. 
or no lube at all. And that's also not great. Sometimes when you're writing certain (laughs) things, sometimes you need that. Yeah. Um, My initial instinct was she's 19, though. So, I mean, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities that she would need lube. But and then I got a very raised brow look from Abigail and I was like oh I get it I get it it's not about that it's about other areas that she needs it yeah, for it's about other, it's about other stuff yeah yeah which is fine that's fine I mean whatever that's fine yeah cool whatever but like that just that's just a pet peeve where I was just like she was already at the grocery store like she's, <laughs> they have lube there yeah they do they do I promise you anyway anyway I'm just Okay, moving on. Uh, I I these books are 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 very good. They they've got all manner of like relationships and stuff too. They've like the first one is with like the commander mm-hmm. and and um and the the young woman um who worked at the liaison office and then like this I believe the second one is with like an older alien man mm-hmm. with a younger woman who is an absolute badass and escapes alien prison. Goes like across the country. She she swims across a lake to get around their sensors, yeah, like an ice cold lake, and then like hitchhikes across the country to get back to her brother because her brother has gone missing since she's been since she's been imprisoned for trying to get his asthma medication or whatever it was. Um, an absolute powerhouse. Loved her. Lube decisions aside, <laughs> loved her. Um, <laughs> she made a lot of other choices. good decisions. <laughs> yeah, that one was. A- blind spot I'll, I'll let her have it she's 19 um but there's also like i believe there's a menage one okay um, with like a different type of alien in there yeah um there's yeah there's like a there's a lot happening and and the world building like builds on itself through each progressive episode or episode each progressive book and so it's really interesting to see how things develop because like yeah their initial approach didn't work and then the bomb went off and then like they instituted martial law and then they're still continuing with that as the books go on but then like they realize that's not working and also like uh they have to adapt if they actually want to have a society with these people like they have to integrate they have to change themselves not just humans um and it's like it's a really good series yeah nice it's series really plot. really good yeah yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It's and it's very different from her from her other books. Like as as kind of silly as um, <laughs> exposed to the element series is, which I also love. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, wish we had like a Jeff Probst in there, but we don't. <laughs> uh, I okay. So I just keep thinking how great it would be if Jeff Probst was an alien because I his last name to me he might be seems like a joke. Like an alien would make. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I that's so. I'm so ladies. glad you say it. I'm so glad you said that because when I initially thought of this episode way back when I recorded with Fred, I thought of naming it "Naked and Aliens: The Jeff Probe Story." He probes it. Yeah. <laughs> but like that was just such hot nonsense that you never, no one would ever click on it. Um, I can only get away with so much. Um, but yes, he does. He could be an alien. That that hot scoop of chaos, man. I love that man. He could be uh, Loki. He could be. He could be. He's just like his dimples are inhuman. You could stick a whole pinky finger in his dimples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like he got scooped out with a melon baller. It's weird. Isn't he um, smaller, though? He's a smaller man. He's like 5'8". He's not that small. Right. But in terms of aliens, like 
that's not the size I want my alien husband to be. That's true. I do like my aliens to be big names. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, But he's got great tan lines. That I can assure you. Maybe he's in a skin suit and he'll just unprobst one day and you'll see. (laughs) I hate hate the term unprobst. I'm going to say that's a no. Yeah, no, that's hard pass. I'm going to say it a lot now. They just zip and unprobst and now they're a big alien himbo. Oh my god, I don't think so, actually. No? I don't think that's it. I don't think we can. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Honey Phillips, I'm very sorry that this is the episode <laughs> that you got. You deserved the world, and I gave you this. But listen, you got an episode. I, If you ever want to be on the podcast... Yeah, yeah. Come on the podcast. I love your books. They're fantastic. They're a great shot of adrenaline. We didn't even talk about it. she's got her cowboy cyborgs on Mars. She has so many. She, we were talking like, about this before. Like, she does a really good job of, like, it feels like she's picks stuff that is fun from her life. and or, Like, she's been watching Naked and Afraid, right? So she's like, I'm going to write yeah. this really interesting thing with really great plot, and I'm going to just do the thing. And it, you know... It's we were talking about the plot of that series a little bit, and it's very clear that it is naked and afraid. You know, they have one bag, yes. they have one item each, they have a map. Like it is that. And I don't even mind because it's like such a fresh kind of story. No one else you is know? doing no it. One else is yeah. Doing it. Right. So and then she does like the cowboy cyborgs. So I think she does a really good job of taking things that are very fun and very like being not subtle about making them exactly what they are and i think you know it's just makes it so enjoyable yeah yeah i love to be hit over the head with silly shit. yeah like yeah. i love it i'm here for that like not everything needs to be super highbrow like deeply complex no uh, angsty shit like sometimes it is it means the world to be able to just pick up a book and be like i know yeah that i'm gonna have a great time exactly with this. like I, I that's wonderful and and again she writes so much, I like an insane amount. I can't imagine how you could, how, because there are many people who do that. They write so fast. And I, yeah. I just would love to know what's in her coffee that she can do that, you know, or she must, like I said, she must just have been writing for so long that yeah, I can't imagine. Some, I would love some. to be able to write that fast. Nope. Uh, cheers to you, Honey Phillips. You're a badass. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's it. I think we did the content. <laughs> I think we did it. How's your recording? Let's just. It's still going. It's still going. I'm watching it. I've been just like looking at it this whole time. I beautiful. I think it's good. If I press stop and it's like mm, corrupted, I'm gonna lose my mind. I think I'm just going to walk into the ocean yeah for sure um wait the podcast is is done forever (laughs) and uh everything i announced in the in the dead versions of these podcasts yeah the lost episodes means nothing you'll never know what i was saying yeah uh we're done um so on that note would you like to give your pluggables yeah i you know it's good though because i'm actually better prepared this time last time i was just like a floundering mess about the pluggable section but this time I know all of the things. I yeah. 
have my latest release, Tempting Ozed. It's out on Amazon on Kindle Unlimited. You can go read that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. He's a very yes. um, straight-laced military guy who uh, does not like breaking the law, and he ends up the breaking that law because uh, quite a few laws, quite a few laws, because uh, because of the you know magic human lady that he wants to be with. It's true. Um, so there's that book out. You can find me on Facebook on Victoria Aveline Books, or you can join my Facebook reader group, Victoria Aveline's reader group. I just posted an excerpt on there from my newest book, my work in progress, book five, coming out in the winter time, sometime, whenever I am able to get it written. <laughs> so happen. it's there. You can go to my website victoriaaveline.com yay we did it that time yeah woohoo <laughs> we got there we got it oh uh, yeah do all of that do honestly uh her the the cocanian series i can't recommend enough um i talked about it a bunch on the podcast mm-hmm. and we did a whole episode on it but like for real such good books i love the, those books so much um if if you need some i actually i that just re- reminded me i saw one of my listeners uh recommend your books to somebody on twitter oh really uh, that i know she hadn't read them before she listened to the podcast so, nice you know it all comes around it oh, all comes around that's nice um okay i'm gonna do my plugs now do it. i got a lot so so buckle up um so this is coming out september 1st i am announcing now Again, for the third time. It's kind of taken a little bit of the punch out of it, frankly. <laughs> Not for <laughs> me. I've before. only heard it one time. I was a little bit, like, coquettish before about it. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to announce something. And then, like, now I'm just like, fuck it. Whatever. I'm, I'm listen, a Patreon is coming for my personal fiction work, my romance stuff, my kissing books. Um, it's going to be up... <clears throat> Not now, <laughs> when you're hearing this, because I I don't know I can't launch a Patreon without actually launching the the like, the the fiction yeah the, the work yeah um but I it's all rearing and ready to go um so that I'm gonna be doing serialized fiction coming out once a week um like a chapter a week plus like behind the scenes stuff deleted scenes uh, a Discord server. And once the serials are done, I will be then compiling them into an ebook and then also doing limited run print editions. Um, so all of that is going to be available through my Patreon. Um, so that's super cool. That is going to be coming out in February, early February, probably the first week of February if I can manage it. Um, but I will be doing a cover reveal very soon. Um, and for for the work I'm doing, which is a an urban fantasy romance uh, with um, we got claws, we got coyotes, we got magic, we got bombs, we got we got a lot going on, um, and and some you know spicy some spicy stuff. I am honest. ready for it. Listen, I had to create a whole new pantheon. I had to like redraw the map of the United States. It's been a whole dealio. Okay, <laughs> you it's subscribe on Patreon. It's beautiful. I've I've been privy to a very small amount of it, and I'm ready. I'm ready to read it. That's it's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm also the first chapter is wild. Right, I'm also ready to read uh, Pamela retelling. So. Oh, Pamela retelling is going to happen. I don't. Th- I think you may be the only one who wants that, but but yes, it's coming. Um, and then, oh, second thing. Um, so our birthday month is coming out 
October is is going to be our birthday month. That is the official one year anniversary of Kingdom of Thirst. Our very first official episode, not episode zero, but episode one came out on October 7th. So the whole month we're going to be doing special episodes. So we're going to be doing four specials. The first uh, thing I need from you, my dear listeners, is... We're doing a listener request episode. Oh, that's if right. You want? <laughs> yes. I forgot yes. about this. If you want to torture me with like uh, dirty limericks, old timey, um, you know, words for goojers, I don't know. Go ahead, send them in. I'll do it. It has to be like kind of short. Like it can't be like, oh, I want you to read this book. Like and do an episode on it. That's not how this works. It's going to be like a compilation episode. Um, make it funny. So there's no pressure there. <laughs> um, um, so send that in to kingdomofthirst at gmail.com. Also, for our finale episode, now this spoils things a little, but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. If you have any feelings at all, if your life was at all affected by Twilight, <laughs> I, just can't. I need you to send in an audio file either mp3 or wave file whatever um to with your with your thoughts and your feelings your personal experiences about twilight i may not use it i'm going to use some of them but if i get a lot like i can't use them all so don't be disappointed but if you got something to say about twilight good or bad send it to kingdom at gmail.com um i'm not going to do the whole rigmarole of all the pluggables except to say you can catch me at kingdom of thirst or Kingdom Thirst everywhere, except for the places I'm not. One of our lovely listeners, uh, Ranunculus Wands, in the Discord server, which you can join with the link below, um, set up a subreddit. Join that. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works, but I'm not there. But you go off, fam. Um, And that, hey, that's it. We did the content. We did the content. We did it. Well, I mean, would you stop, like, knock on wood, because stop being so excited about it, or something will happen to it. I'm just going to (laughs) break. I'm just going to break in half. It's cool. Okay. We'll see if this works. I really hope. Hey, if you're listening to this, then it works. It works. Yay to us. Or not. Okay. Remove the curse. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.